Welcome to the next edition of the New England Travel Journal podcast. Sam Dostler with you. Happy that you could join us. Happy holidays as we are recording this about a week before Christmas. So glad you're taking some time out of your holiday rush to uh, listen to the New England Travel Journal podcast. Um, Today we are joined by Deb Cohen. Uh, she on Instagram, you might know her as the Front Door Project. You can follow her on Instagram, also Facebook and Pinterest. She really does it all. She's also a realtor for, for Coldwell Banker. She's an ambassador for CT Visit or the Connecticut Office of Tourism. Uh, Deb, thanks so much for uh, joining us and being on the New England Travel Journal podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I am really looking forward to talking to you. Great. Um, so let's let's start with how the Front Door Project began, because you have quite a few followers on Instagram and throughout <laughs> your social medias. Uh, you're from Connecticut, from West Hartford to be exact. Tell us how it all began for you. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm a lifelong Connecticut resident, and actually I grew up in South Windsor, and but I have lived in West Hartford for the last, gosh, 25 years or so. And I started the Front Door Project about five years ago, I was looking to get some more exercise. I was trying to um, find something to sort of occupy my time. I was at a point where my kids were getting older. I was busy working and parenting, but I really didn't have any sort of outlet for myself. So I started walking, and I just decided to start taking pictures. Um, We have lots of beautiful homes in West Hartford, a lot of vintage or historic architecture, and I just thought it would be fun to start sharing some of those images. And I decided to jump onto Instagram. My daughter was about 15 at the time, and she was on this new thing called Instagram. I didn't understand it, and I set up an account, much to my daughter's dismay, and started posting photos. And it just kind of took off from there. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed kind of finding that community in Instagram that shares passion for homes and architecture. And yeah, that's just, uh, that's just how it started. As simple as that. Now, when you started posting the pictures, did you, were were you just sort of posting them to post them and then you could, so you could go back and look at them or were you posting them in the thought of, Oh, maybe I can start to build a following here. I definitely did not start posting with the intention of building a following. I did search out, you know, when I started posting and I started researching, okay, what's a hashtag? How does a hashtag work? What would be good hashtags for me to use? I, through those hashtags, started following other accounts that had similar interests in architecture and homes. And you know, started commenting on their photos. They had realized I was doing something similar and started, they started commenting on mine or following me. And it just kind of went organically from there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how quickly a, the sort of, you can find a, a niche community within the world of Instagram. It's, there's, you can really find, and I think it's one of the very cool things about it and what we've found since, um, sort of starting our Instagram account about a year and a half ago is you might not know it when you begin, but there's so many people who are interested in the same thing that you're interested in. You just have to find them. 
Right. You just have to find your tribe, as they say. It's amazing. Yeah. There really is something for everyone, you know, whether it's cooking, whether it's exercise, whether it's travel. Um, you know, it's kind of fascinating, you know, or anytime I'm interested in something new, if I go on, on Instagram and search a hashtag, I'm bound to have a whole bunch of things pop up that are relevant to that. Now, how quickly did you start to see a response once you, you started posting? Um, I mean, I, I, well, it was kind of funny. I posted my per first picture. I'd have to go back now and see how many likes it have. But, you know, I don't know, maybe 15 people, maybe 30 people. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But I remember just being shocked that anyone liked it because <laughs> I thought, <laughs> how, on how on earth did somebody find this? It's like a needle in a haystack, right? Um, so that kind of just made me, I don't know. I mean, the really the, the likes and the comments, I mean, it really does give you incentive to keep creating content. And for me, it wasn't so much um, like a popularity contest. I just thought it was cool to be able to put things out there that people liked and that people mm -hmm. were interested in sharing. So I just kind of kept going down that path. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough at a certain point in my early growth that some of the larger accounts started sharing some of my images, which I think especially for smaller, newer accounts, that can really give you a boost. I think um, one day I posted something, and all of a sudden my follower count just started, I mean, skyrocketing. And for me, skyrocketing was like 500 new followers in one day, which you know wow. never happened. And I, re I couldn't even figure out how because someone who's reposting your image doesn't necessarily tell you or ask permission to do that. They just do it. And I found out it was Town & Country Magazine, their Instagram page, mm. reposted one of my images. And I got like a whole slew of new followers from that. So anyway, I guess to anyone new that's starting out, it's definitely a way to get yourself recognized. Um, you know, based on the quality of the images that you take, is to hopefully try to get shared by other larger accounts so that people can find you. We're talking with uh, Deb Cohen. She runs the Instagram The Front Door Project. Uh, you can find her by searching at The Front Door Project. You can also search that on Facebook and Pinterest. Her website, The Front Door Project, she's an ambassador for the Connecticut Office of Tourism, realtor for Coldwell uh, Banker. And she's joining us here on the New England Travel Journal podcast. Uh, Deb, so you have a love for architecture and New England history. How did all of that begin for you? When did that interest in both those topics start to, blo start to blossom? Well, it all kind of happened organically. Like one thing led to another. You know, I started taking these images. And I mean, I guess I've as I look back on my life, I've always loved architecture and older homes, um, older buildings. I grew up in a very old house in South Windsor. I mean, not as old as some, but it was built in 1911. It was a Victorian mm -hmm. home. So I had an appreciation from living there and from my parents. I went to college at William & Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia, where Colonial very Williamsburg nice. is. Yep. So it's a very historic campus and a historic place. And so I think just over my life, I realized I've been attracted to this type of building and these types of locations. And once I started taking photos, I started digging in a little bit to the history behind some of the places, and I just became intrigued with it. I mean, I think there's so much information out there on the Internet now. You know, if you had asked me 15 years ago, 
I wouldn't have been able to probably dig up any of this stuff. So it's, it's just fun. Do you have a favorite type of house that you like to, to photograph? I have honestly, it's, that's a tough one. I mean, I definitely obviously prefer older homes, but also new construction too that's done really well. Um, not sort of the McMansion 1980s style that you think about, but I think architects are kind of coming back to building homes with a more traditional yeah. aesthetic and quality materials. Um, but as far as older homes, I really love the, the old colonials, 18th century colonials that are just that classic sort of quintessential New England house that you think about. Um, I also mm -hmm. love like a craftsman style bungalow with the front porch and there's just so many great variations out there. Let, let's switch gears a little bit and we've mentioned a couple times how you, you're an ambassador for CT Visit. You can search them on Instagram at CT Visit, which is the Connecticut Office of Tourism. Uh, how did that be, be, begin for you, and uh, what does that role look like? So I reached out to them probably, I'm going to say, a little over a year ago now, and um, asked if there was any way that I could get involved with helping to promote all the great things that are happening in Connecticut and sort of the little hidden gems around the state. And they... Um, they were a follower. They knew what I was doing, which was really great to hear. And they agreed that they would love for me to do some freelance writing and photography for mm. them, which I've done over the last year. And then I've also um, helped them to share certain events maybe that they're helping to promote um, or just you know, on my own as I'm out and about, just be really a good advocate for the state of Connecticut and for all that we have here. Now, we're New England Travel Journal. We're both from the, the central part of Connecticut as well. Um, what are your, this is going a little bit off topic a little bit, but uh, what are some of your favorite uh, events in Connecticut or some of the things that you always, if someone were to ask you if I'm going to go, come to Connecticut, visit it for one or two things, what would you, what would you tell them? Oh, goodness, that is so tough. Wow. Um, we do have a lot going on here. I mean, right? I love, I personally love to kind of pick a location and then go and really explore that area and find what's around there. So if you're only in Connecticut for the day, I would say maybe go to Mystic, Connecticut, mm, check out yep. their little historic downtown, go out for a nice meal, do some shopping. If you're into history, um, go to the seaport. I mean, it's just so gorgeous even just to walk around there. Um, there's, they just have so much to offer there. I also love Essex, Connecticut, that Main Street area with all of the gorgeous old architecture. They also have a great combination of restaurants and shopping, and they have the Connecticut River Museum. Um, and then if you're coming into Hartford, I used to work at the Mark Twain House, that is just a gem. I mean, it's one of those things that I feel like if you live in Connecticut, you just got to see it. It's fantastic. I mean, it's a, such a unique piece of architecture, and the fact that it's married into such a literary legend um, who wrote, you know, his classics right here in our state, I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, the three places you mentioned, Mark Twain, um, a, a great visit. Um, and then Mystic and Essex, I think they really capture the, the essence of, of Connecticut um, from the seaport. They also have the aquarium uh, there as well. And Stonington's a cool checkout not too far from there. And then Essex, we were just there on 
Friday night at the uh, the Griswold Inn, and they do a really cool. Uh, they have carolers who who perform while you're eating dinner, and it makes for a really fun atmosphere. And what is a, a very old inn uh, in Essex, and also this time you mentioned the Connecticut River Museum. Uh, they have the, the the train show at the Connecticut River Museum, which is a lot of fun as well. So a never-ending option, and not only those couple of places, but throughout the state. But you certainly mentioned a, a few of our favorite uh, locations as well. Yeah, there really, there really are some great spots. I mean, one of the things I did for um, CT Visit was I followed a portion of the Connecticut Barn Trail. And many people don't know of its, of its existence, but the Connecticut Trust for Historic Preservation put together a barn trail a few years ago, and it basically breaks the state up into seven different regions. Each region has a trail of barns. And I, that might sound odd, but really... Each barn is associated with some type of attraction or activity or thing that you can do. So I wrote a piece about going out to the quiet corner of Connecticut and mm. going to Woodstock, visiting Roseland Cottage, um, going to out to stores, to Yukon, and hitting up the ice cream place out there on campus. Yes. It was just kind of a really fun and unique way to see part of the state. Yeah, and that's what so cool about not just Connecticut but all the states is there's so many different ways to to see the states whether it's a barn tour the you know there's the wine trails the bear trails the uh, obviously hiking and coastline drives it's, it's there's that variety within New England that makes it such a, a cool place absolutely I mean I struggle with people who say that they think Connecticut is boring and there's nothing to do yes. here um, I just feel like they're not looking very hard. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> um, so we're talking with uh, Deb Cohen. She's joining us on the New England Travel Journal podcast. She uh, runs the Front Door Project on Instagram. Uh, let's let's turn our focus back to the Front Door Project uh, a, a little bit. Right now, it's it's the Christmas season, the holiday season. So there's obviously a very distinct way that people often decorate their their house fronts and we just got through the fall season where there's a lot of decorations as well do you have a favorite time of year um that you like to to photograph front doors you know i have really come to appreciate every season um i love fall obviously which is with the gorgeous colors i mean it's if i can capture a home with a tree out front that's like in a blazing orange or red it's just like a dream you know um, mm-hmm. but winter too I mean people love to see sort of the snow covered homes with the holiday decorations um, and even I, I I have come to appreciate the trees in winter with no leaves because when I see a photograph of a house with like a bare tree in front of it you realize the tree itself is almost like a sculpture and so I feel like what this project has done has really helped me to notice details and sort of appreciate the differences in all the seasons. Um, you know, because, and you know, I might not notice a house in the spring, but I notice it in the fall or vice versa. And it might be because they have something, um, you know, surrounding them in nature that really makes their home stand out even more in a specific season. So when you're you're choosing your houses to, to photograph. Are they ones you just happen by? Do people tell them about? Do people tell you about them? Um, or 
you know, do you, tra- do you ever travel to seek out a house? What's, what's that process? Because like you mentioned, here in West Hartford, where you live, there's a, there's a lot of great houses, but obviously there's other parts of the state and region as well. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's really all of the above. I would say when I first started out, like I said, I was trying to get some extra exercise. So I would, um, mostly within West Hartford, I would stay in town, but I would maybe drive to a new neighborhood that was further away from my house. I would park my car, and I would get out, and I would walk like three miles up and down streets and just look for something that piqued my interest. And on a three-mile walk, I might only find, um, you know, a handful of homes to photograph, um, but, you know, that was, that was okay. I was getting my exercise in. As I started to grow my account and get involved in other activities, walking wasn't the most efficient, time-efficient way to go about it. <laughs> so I would maybe research, like, okay, I want to check out the town of, um, let's say, Collinsville, or it, which is part of Canton, Connecticut. What's over mm-hmm. there? Where's the historic district? And I would specifically look up, is there a historic district in this town? Because that's usually a good place to start in terms of the type of photographs that I'm looking to take. And from there, I might, you know, start there, but then drive up and down some of the streets and just see what I can find. Um, And I also do sometimes get submissions. People will tell me, oh, there's a house on such and such street. You really got to come check it out. And uh, they're usually pretty spot on. So that's fun Mm -hmm. too. So do you ask people permission to take, I'm just curious about this. Do you ask people if you can photograph their, the front of their house or do you just show up, take the picture and move on? I, that's a very common question. Um, everyone wonders about that. And to be honest, for the most part, I just take the photo because mm-hmm. legally I researched this to, to be sure, <laughs> but legally, as long as you're on the street or the sidewalk, in other words, public property, mm-hmm. you are within your rights to take a photo of the exterior of a home. Um, You obviously can't trespass. You obviously can't take um, and post photos that have people in them. That's a whole other ballgame. Of course, if I do see someone and they ask me what I'm doing or if somebody's in their front yard, I'll ask them permission and I'll tell them what I'm doing. And people just seem to be universally flattered um, Mm -hmm. at the opportunity. I think in five and a half years I've had one person asked me not to do it, and I respected her wishes. I'm out here to be positive and not to upset people. Right, and I, I would think that, and it seems like you've mostly found this, the majority of people, if they have gone through the effort to decorate the front of their house and make it look nice, and um, if someone wants to come and take a photo, I would think, I mean, I don't, they're not doing it, I'm sure, with, the, with someone coming to take a photo of mine, but it's nice to be recognized and for people to see that you've done a nice job with the front of, of your house. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely the case. I mean, and, you know, and rightfully so, I think some people are concerned about, oh, are you, you know, are you going to say what street I live on or mm-hmm. things like that, which I don't. I don't share specific locations. I'll usually share like the town just because people mm-hmm. like to know, oh, you were in West Hartford right. or you were in New Britain or wherever you were. Um, but I, I do respect people's privacy, and I would never give away revealing details like that. I mean, as far as historic districts, like historic mystic or historic um, Essex, I think people living there have an expectation and should have yeah. an expectation that their home is going to be photographed. That's part of the reason why people go there. 
and their homes have been very well documented from a historic perspective, from an architectural perspective. So there's less concern about that sort of thing. Right. Uh, what's the farthest you've traveled to, to take a photo? Oh, goodness. I, um, I, I was working on a book, and that's a very long saga that I don't think you want to hear all about today. <laughs> but um, as part of working on that project, I actually traveled throughout New England. Um, the project encompassed all six states and different locations in each state. So I think within New England, the furthest that I've traveled has been up into probably mid-coast Maine. I didn't get past mm. the mid-coast but I was up in like Camden and uh, uh, Rockland and Rockport and some of those beautiful towns up in Maine. You know, I also feature images when I do travel to other states. And yep. I, you know, I visit Virginia, Washington, D.C., visit my brother in Seattle. And I think people have a lot of fun seeing the variation in architecture around the country. Yeah, for sure. I, I noticed going through when I, we've gone through your pictures that um, you also will share pictures from, from followers. Is that, that's got to be something that's pretty cool to see the community of followers that you've built tagging you and sharing those interesting uh, and nice uh, house fronts as well. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I didn't do that at the beginning. Um, I was sort of very keen on my account being all 100% original photography. But mm -hmm. over the last couple of years, I thought, you know what, I need to kind of share the wealth a little bit. We have a lot of wonderful photographers um, that are out there doing similar things or taking similar types of images. So I started the hashtag. And about once a week or so, I will choose an image to feature on my regular feed. And then um, probably once a week or every couple of weeks, I will feature a number of different photos in my Instagram stories. Um, you know, like I'll say, hey, everyone, make sure you tag your holiday fo photos to the Front Door Project, and then I'll share a series of holiday images from, from really all around the country. Yeah, and like you mentioned, there's just so many awesome parts of the country and to get to feature them even if it's uh, once a week or whatever uh, it's it's something that I think people would be interested with because being from New England you're primar and primarily going to see a lot of New England looks but what does a like you mentioned what does a Seattle house front look like and uh, I think that's also not just New England but what makes the United States interesting is each region has its its own feel to it that makes it unique. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, clearly being from New England and being on the East Coast, we have some of the oldest architecture in the country that is rarely, I think, found elsewhere. But um, for example, I mentioned Craftsman or that bungalow style. That is much more common on the West Coast because that's mm -hmm. where that trend really started. And uh, Craftsman homes are kind of few and far between out here. So when you see one, you're like, oh, like a little hidden gem, you know. Um, right. So it's a lot of fun. We're talking with Deb Cohen of the Front Door Project. Follow her on Instagram at the Front Door Project, Facebook, and Pinterest. Uh, also, her website, thefrontdoorproject.com. She's a realtor for Coldwell Banker, ambassador for the Connecticut Office of Tourism. Uh, Deb, before we we let you go, what what's next? What kind of plans do you have moving forward? More of the same. What does uh, 2020 look like for you? Well, I'm really excited. I know you mentioned I'm a, a realtor and I am new to the real estate business. So I'm really looking forward to kind of 
um, tying that in with my Instagram just because it's sort of a natural fit being that I feature architecture. Mm -hmm. And also just really looking forward to additional travel and hopefully doing some additional collaborations such as this one. Yeah, this has uh, certainly been a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it too, and hopefully we can uh, talk a bit more in 2020. I hope so. I really am, am so happy to meet to make your acquaintance, Sam. Great. Thanks so much. Again, this is Deb Cohen. She is on Instagram at The Front Door Project, website thefrontdoorproject.com. Find her on Facebook and Pinterest. Uh, Deb, thanks for joining the New England Travel Journal podcast. It's been a blast. Thanks so much, Sam. Have a happy holidays.